Welcome, everyone. This is Russ Kalsel Chronicles of the End Times. So glad to be with you today. I hope you're growing in the Lord Jesus Christ, in the knowledge of the Word of God, which will give you peace and give you strength. These are surely perilous times. As we look around in the Middle East, those of you who have been keeping up with the news and listening to other prophecy broadcasts know that most of the time we focus on the global economy, the war in the Middle East, what's the next great war that's coming, what's happening with Russia and Iran, is the Antichrist on the rise? Then, of course, what's going on here in the United States, the great divide in America here in the election year is only going to get worse. It seems if you don't agree with somebody's philosophy or somebody's way of thinking, you need to be done away with. That, my friends, is a Nazi philosophy. We need to come against that in prayer. So we ask the question, what event or series of events is going to be most influential in the end times and the coming of Jesus Christ? Is it the great war of Ezekiel 38 and 39? That's a possibility. Could it be the rise of the man of darkness, the man of perdition, who we call the Antichrist? Let's look to the scripture and explore another possibility. Jesus tells us plainly in John chapter 16, the prince of this world now stands condemned. And we've heard many sermons, I'm sure, many teachings and discussions, how we have victory in Christ and how we are more than conquerors. But I wonder many times if we believe it. I have to ask myself this question. Do I really believe that? Or do we believe as people of God and as the church of God that we're being pushed back into a corner and there's not much we can do about it? All we can do is is hope that Jesus comes tomorrow. Well, I think we all hope Jesus comes tomorrow, but we need to have a different attitude. The Middle East is about to explode. And no one knows and no one could say they know for sure that this is what's going to lead up to the Battle of Armageddon. But just looking at it, you have to think this could easily lead up to the battles that will take place and the changing of the guard as far as power goes in this world. Did you know that the United States has over 30,000 military personnel in the Middle East scattered throughout the region? some larger than others. We have them in Syria and Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait and Qatar, and of course our ships in the Red Sea. It's a powder keg just waiting to happen. Although the IDF is making great progress in Gaza, the threat still remains. But the real threat is from Hezbollah in the north. Experts say that they have between 150,000 and 200,000 missiles as well as rockets and mortars. They are well-equipped, and they are the biggest threat. The Hezbollah leader, Sahad Hassan Nasrallah, claims the group has 100,000 fighters, including active soldiers and reservists. Of course, Iran is believed to be Hezbollah's main arms supplier. If you want to get a real good daily update of what's going on in the Middle East with Israel and the war in Gaza and Hezbollah in the north, and the Houthis in Yemen get an inside look of what Iran is planning. I suggest you go on YouTube and you go to TBN and you can search Israel News or Yar Pinto, who is a soldier in the reserves and also a broadcaster, 
and he travels with them everywhere they go. It's amazing. You'll see real footage and talk to real people right on the ground where it's happening. Yar Pinto and TBN teamed up for this. It's really excellent. So taking all these things into consideration, how should we live, as Peter says? In 2 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 through 10, Peter encourages us to live a certain way. He says, Dear friends, remember this one thing. With the Lord, one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slow about keeping his promise, as some people think. He's waiting for you. The Lord does not want any person to be punished forever. He wants all people to be sorry for their sins and turn from them. The day of the Lord will come as a robber comes. The heavens will pass away with a loud noise. The sun and the moon and the stars will burn up, and the earth and all that is in it will be burned up. Peter is admonishing us to live the life that Jesus wants us to live. That's an interesting line. He is waiting for you. Wow, that's pretty heavy duty. What's he waiting for? We talk about the end times. I've studied it for 45 plus years and have been teaching it for about 40. We talk about the coming cashless society. We talk about the rise of the Antichrist. We talk about Israel. We talk about the wars and rumors of wars and the earthquakes and the great falling away. And all those things are going to happen. And I believe they're happening all around us right now, which makes this message even more important. Shouldn't we be doing the work of God? Can we really have an impact on the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ? I don't know if that is exactly what Peter was saying, but it sure seems like that has an influence on it. How can you and I do this? We can pray. We can pray and we can be bold in our witness. Many times I've missed opportunities that I regret, but there have been some good times as well. I just need to get better at what I do in my personal life. I encourage you, if someone is complaining about a physical problem or something that's going on in their homes, whatever the situation might be, offer to pray with them. I've never seen anybody turn down prayer. I mean, I know that there are people that probably would say, oh, no, maybe they feel really weird about it. But if people are really going through a tough time, if they're in the middle of a just absolute tornado of events that are bringing them down, if the situation is right, they'll say yes. And just say a simple prayer. You don't have to preach the gospel to them, but just be kind and in full of faith and just pray for God to touch them and to bless them. I remember a story a missionary told me some years ago. He's a missionary to Africa, and he had dealt with a lot of demonic situations through the years. And he was preaching one day in a tent, a huge tent. It was I don't remember how many, but he said it were thousands upon thousands as far as the eye could see, people standing, wanting to hear the word of God. And when he was done speaking, he was exhausted because he had been preaching for days and he still had days to go. And he was headed back to a trailer they had set up for him. As he walked by, he noticed there was a man chained to a post. And he looked at him and he asked, he goes, what's, what's going on with this guy? He goes, oh, you know, he's very violent. You, we have to keep him like that. And the Lord just spoke to him and he said, Pray a blessing over him. And here's a man who had experience with demonic powers. So he was obedient and just walked up. He didn't put his hand on him, but he walked up to him. And he said, Lord, bless this man. And at that moment, that man cried out and a demon came out of him. It's amazing, right? It just gets me thinking. And we know that some people 
are so flagrant in their sin and so arrogant about it. But you know, God's not going to bless their evil. So when we pray for them, and the Lord says that pray for those and bless those who misuse you, that's what he's saying. We have to trust God that he knows what he's doing. If we say, Lord, bless this person, they're, they're just so out of control. I just ask you to touch them and to bless them. What do you think he's going to do? We know that God cannot bless evil because God is so good. But when the Spirit of God comes on someone and we ask God to bless them, you leave it to him. And what happens will surprise us. You and I can be part of this last day's formula. We can be anointed in such a way that people want to talk to us. We have to really believe what we said in the beginning of this podcast, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those he predestined, he also called Those he called, he also justified, and those he justified, he also glorified. Wow. Listen, folks, as children of God, we are important to this world. They may not want us. They may not like us. They might even hate us. But we're the ones God is going to use to open the door to the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what God wants to do. You're a conduit for the power of God, for the love of God, for the Spirit of God. You and I are called to God's purpose, and that purpose is to reach people, to reach and teach people, like he said just before he left, and make disciples. And you don't have to be a Bible scholar to do that. I'm talking to myself as well as everybody who's listening today. I just feel this presence of God, and the the Holy Spirit says, I'm waiting for you waiting for my church to stand up, waiting for my church to love abundantly, to pray, to be broken, to have the hearts broken of the sin that's in the world. That's what we need. We need our hearts broken for these people, people that we may not be able to stand, quite honestly, people that we never want to run into, but we can pray for them in private, and God will move in public. That's the amazing part of God, isn't it? Keep in mind, that Jesus said, and in regards to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. And you've heard it all your life. Oh, we know how it ends. You know, we win. The devil's already lost. But we don't really believe that, I don't think. If we want to defeat the kingdoms of darkness, we need to steal from their kingdoms. We need to go in, knock down the doors, and take their treasure. And what is their treasure? It's human souls human souls that they are set on destroying and sending to hell. That's our job. Just like if we were a SEAL team, if we were the Army, the Navy, the Marines, the Air Force, they're doing their job guarding our country and going in and taking care of evil. But we too are warriors of a different sort. And we need to pray and attack the enemy's camp. And we need to believe that God is more powerful in us. We may believe, oh, God, I know God's more powerful, but I just can't. No, the power of God is within you. Paul writes in Romans chapter 8, and we're going to end with this, verse 31 on. says, what then shall we say in response to this? If God is for us, who could be against us? 
If he who did not spare his own son but gave him up for all of us, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? Are you feeling a little condemned today? I know the enemy's been pounding on me for quite a while now, and I just believe that God's got something coming, something really, really special, something that's on his heart that he wants done. But he's been pounding on me, telling me what a miserable soul I am. And then this scripture hit me again. Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who is he that condemns? Christ Jesus, who died, more than that, was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble, hardship, persecution, famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep for the slaughter. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither the height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I pray that encourages you today. It's okay to be associated with Jesus. It's okay. It's not always popular, especially in this world. We want Jesus to come back. I love it. I have dedicated my whole life to preaching on the coming of Jesus Christ, to studying the scriptures and sharing it wherever I can. I believe it with my whole heart. I can't wait to see him. But if he's waiting for me, then I need to get moving. So let me pray for you. Father, I pray that everyone who's listening to this message will feel a new touch. If they're going through emotional or physical problems, Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will set them free. You will give them more power than they've ever dreamed in their souls and in their minds and in their hearts. Lord God, draw them close to you. Wrap your arms around them. Use us, O Lord, in situations we never dreamed we would be. Lord, your hand is upon us all. Amen. And for all of you who are listening, if you really want to know what's going on in Israel, in the war in Gaza, Yer Pinto is broadcast by TBN. Look it up on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this has been a blessing to you. Keep looking up. The King's coming.